How are you guys doing? Good? Blessed? I'm going to have this chair up here just in case I want to sit down because I wear high heels, so I get tired. Oh, well, I am blessed to be able to share with you guys this morning um, and just kind of share something that's on my heart. So um, I won't take much of your time, but I'm excited about what God is speaking some stuff to me, and I get to share it with you. Um, So let's just pray really quick. God, I just thank you so much for your word. I thank you for the honor and privilege it is to be a, a vessel to speak what you have to say to your people this morning. Father, so I just pray that I would... I would just be so submitted to your word, so submitted to your spirit, God, that everything that would come out would just be life-giving, life-changing words from heaven. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, I want to say really quick before I start, um, we had an amazing harvest festival. Amazing. And I just want to say thank you to every single person that helped. There were so many people that stepped up and volunteered and, and gave of their time. And it was for me to see, it was very, it was very, um, inspiring. And I just thank every single person that was involved. It turned out really great. We had this place packed for two hours, like packed with kids and families. And it was an opportunity to minister to some people who had never been to our church before. And, um, and it was just really awesome. So I just really want to say thank you so much to every person that helped because you didn't have to. And a lot of you guys don't have kids and you helped anyway. And, um, I think that's great. So just had to say that. Well, something that God has been showing me, especially the past few weeks, you guys know that I am having another baby. And I'm tired and I'm so tired. And I told the doctor, I said, I know that I'm only 31 years old, but it feels really different than when I was 25. She's like, well, that makes kind of makes sense. So I'm really tired. And, um, so I've kind of just been in this really tired season of just not wanting to do anything. And, um, And what happens for me, for my heart, I have this struggle within myself. I always do of, of doing all the right things for God and just being with him and these, these two different sides. And it's the Mary Martha struggle. And you guys have heard some, lots of you have heard some of the things that's happened to me. One time we were having Tuesday night prayer and I just, I really, really wasn't getting into it. And on the way home, Zach's like, what's wrong with you? I'm like, I'm just not feeling like. Like I should be praying because I didn't do such and such this week. And I did this this week and I did that this week. And he's like, you're not Martha, you're Mary. Just sit at his feet. And some stuff broke off me. That was a few years ago, but I still have this constant thing in my heart. Like, am I doing everything I'm supposed to be doing for you? God, you know, even this week when I'm, I know that I'm going to be preaching today. I know that it's going to be, um, my Sunday to share. I still struggle with, well, I didn't get up every day and pray for five hours. And so God, are you going to speak to me what you want to share with the people? And, and it's, I'm not kidding. I, this is, and this might be speaking to somebody's heart. And this is what I want to share with you today is that you don't have to do. You have to be, you just have to be, that's all he wants from you. So I want to really quick go to Luke and I want to read what Jesus said to Martha. We know the story of Martha and Mary. So many people have preached on it. It's been tons of messages. 
Jesus was speaking, Jesus was ministering, and Martha was frustrated because she was doing something in the kitchen, and Mary wouldn't help her. Mary was being a disciple and sitting at his feet. Um, and this is what Jesus said. Martha, Martha, you're worried and troubled about many things, but one thing is needed, and Mary has chosen that good part, which will not be taken away from her. I want to choose the thing that won't ever go away. I want to choose the fruit that's going to last. I want to choose the one thing. I want to be able to be a person that chooses the one thing in the moment that's never going to be taken away. What Jesus said, what's the one thing? And so I have to ask myself the question, what is he saying? What is he saying? The one thing is that Mary chose above everything else. He's the one thing. It's him. It's his presence. It's being with him. It's sitting at his feet. He's the one thing. He's the one thing that will never be taken away. He's the one thing where fruit will last forever. He's it. It's Jesus. It's his presence. It's all we need. There's nothing we can do in the kitchen. There's nothing I can do in my prayer closet. There's nothing that I can do that will ever compare to just him. Just Jesus, just his presence, just him being with me. So I ask myself these questions. What, what in my life leads me to just understanding that it's about him? It's about the one thing, you know, um, we wrestle with the idea of striving and just being sons. I don't know about you guys, but we've heard, especially from this house, so many messages about I'm a son, I'm a daughter and I, there's an open heaven over me. Right? So we hear all these things and they're all true. They're all good. There's grace, but I don't know about you. I still have this idea that I've got to work for it. Okay. I know there's open heaven, but I've got to pray through it. I know that I'm a daughter, but I'm only a good daughter if I do the right thing. And I think God wants to tear those things down. Because there is an open heaven and I am a good daughter just by being. Zach said something a few weeks ago or maybe on Facebook or something he said, and it really struck a chord in my heart. I was worth something before I even gave my heart to him. Because before I gave my heart to him, before I dedicated my life to the Lord, he sent his son to die for me. So I was worth something before I ever said yes to him. And that is huge for us to understand that I was a son and I was a daughter and I was a good daughter and I was worth something and I had value and I had purpose and I had meaning before I even recognized that he was the one that I had it all for because of who he is. And so I thought of, of three things that's really important for us so that we pursue the one thing, three things that are very valuable that we need in our lives so that we really understand who he is and his value. And I stop striving and I relax and I sit at his feet. I want to go to John as our main text and just read a few verses in um, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. Yep. I have to sing the song. Don't judge me. Um, 
John 15. I'm just going to read some verses and then I'm going to stop. It says, I'm going to start in verse 9. Um, and you guys remember what Zach was talking about last week. It's just about Jesus. Like, I want the real, I want to fall in love with the real Jesus. And so this kind of goes with that because I'm just going to talk about how we let him be the priority. It says, verse 9 says, as the father loved me, I also have loved you. Abide in my love. If you keep my, my commandments, you will abide in my love just as I have kept my father's commandments and abide in his love. The first thing is just be and let him love me. That is one of the hardest things I think for us to do, especially in our fast paced society, especially in our, um, our goal driven, um, have to have purposes and have to have, you know, like, um, schedules and outlines and lists and all of those things. I think the hardest thing for us to do is just be and let him love us because I want to talk or I want to pray or I want to read or I want to do all these things that I think are the right thing when he's just saying, abide in my love. Just let me love you. I can know he loves me. I can understand it in my head. I can understand it even in my heart, but to let him love on me is something different than me just knowing that he loves me because when he, when he loves on me, I think about my own kids. I think about if they're going through something or they're struggling and we just, we just hold on to them. And as we hold on to them, they understand all of my cares can fade. All of my worries can fade because I'm safe in daddy, mommy's arms. And I think about the things that happen in my own life when I just let him hold me. When I just, when I'm just still and he's wrapping his arms around me, telling me that he loves me. I don't hurt anymore. I don't have pain because it just goes away. I don't I struggle with, with life. I don't struggle with anger. I don't struggle with frustration. I don't struggle with bitterness because I'm letting him love it all out of me. See, sometimes we don't want to sit still long enough to let him love us because when we do, we're aware of all the things in our heart that we don't deal with when we are just worshiping or we're just praying or we're reading our Bible because we're constantly moving our mouth. But when we're still and his arms are around us and he's loving all the crap out of us, then I'm aware of what's going on in my heart and I can deal with the issues. And God is just saying, I love you. I'm loving it all out of you. I'm loving you into purpose. I'm loving you into destiny. Just be still and let him love us. Be still. We're like little five-year-olds sometimes. You know, Zach tells a story of having to have Josiah. And sometimes he doesn't want to cuddle. He doesn't want, he doesn't want to sit still long enough to let mom and dad hug on him. So we say, you're stuck in our love, Bubba. You're stuck in our love. Sometimes we're like five-year-olds and we have to get stuck in daddy God's love for us to be able to deal with our stuff. Because we want to run. We want to do, we want to go. But, oh, just moments when we're still and he wraps his loving arms around us and deals with all of those things in our heart. 
So let him love us. Um, in Psalm 16, it talks about um, in his presence is fullness of joy. Um, and so I want to read verse 15. No, let me see. Verse 12. Oh, no, sorry, verse 11. These things I've spoken to you that my joy may remain in you and that your joy may be full. So the result, I think it leads up, of letting him love us is that we have joy. So my second um, point would be just eat and be happy. Um, Because something happens when I'm in love. I have joy. Something happens when I really, really love someone. There's so much joy in it. When I'm really in love with daddy God, when I really, I've let him capture my heart in a way where it's just him. That's it. I just need, I just need him. There's so much joy. There's so much joy that comes out of life. There's so much joy that comes out of all the moments, all the times when I could be frustrated, but I have joy. When we let him love us, when my ideas, when my thoughts are set aside and he is what remains, my joy is full. My joy is full because it's everything comes from him. Um, there's a difference between happiness and joy. That's, that's why joy has nothing to do with our circumstances. Absolutely nothing to do with our circumstances. See, sometimes we think if I just get over this situation, I'll have joy in my life. If I just, if I just get this thing that I need, I'll have joy in my life. If I just have to stop struggling with my finances, I'll have joy in my life. If I just, if my marriage is right, I'll have joy in my life. If my children behave, I'll have joy in my life. Sometimes I feel that last one because... I just want them to do what I want them to do. (laughs) But there's joy no matter what in every situation. Because joy comes from him. He's the source. So the source of my joy is not my circumstances. The source of my joy is my daddy. And he's good. And I let him love me. And out of that love relationship comes joy and fullness of joy. You have complete access to the father Eat with him. Sit at the table with him. You know how many times Jesus talked about sitting at the table? How many times he talked about the the marriage supper of the lamb? He wants you to enjoy your life and have fullness of joy. Enjoy your life. Stop striving to be something for him that he's already loves you. He already loves you. Let him Abide with you and let him love all this stuff out. We have this concept that I can do something to make him love me more. When really, the more I let him love me, the more I become what I'm supposed to be. It has nothing to do with what I do. It's allowing him to love me and change me from the inside. Um, the last thing I want to talk about is um, this funny story I have with my kids. Um, it's pretty funny. Okay. So on Wednesday nights, um, because it's Wednesday night, we have church and it's crazy. I don't cook dinner before church. So our deal is every day, every week, each different kid gets to pick a fast food restaurant we get to go to. 
Okay. So that's our deal. So we're at Taco Bell. We get Taco Bell. We go home. I know it's disgusting, but we're home. We're eating. And um, we're, we're all sitting at the table. So it's me and the kids on Wednesday nights because Zach stays late. And, um, and we're just talking and having a good time. And how many know after you're in the presence of the Lord, it's easy to love people? It's easy to love your kids. <laughs> it's really easy to love my kids when I've been in the presence of the Lord. Um, so we're sitting there and we're talking and we're having fun, goofing around. And, and Hannah goes, Mom. I'm wearing Josiah's underwear because I couldn't find any clean ones. And Josiah leans over the table like this. And he's like, Hannah, just go commando. So in that moment, I could have been frustrated with myself that my son knows what commando means. That there's not enough laundry for Hannah to find some underwear. Or that it's the second time that week we've had Taco Bell. But I chose to just, oh my gosh, just laugh with my babies. And find so much joy in their humor and joy in who they are. And, and, and just have so much joy in the moment. That led my heart to a place of so much gratitude for God for what he's done for me. See, something happens when I'm in love with my daddy. There's joy in my life. And I'm so grateful. And I'm so thankful for his gifts. For every little thing. For every little breath. That my kids can make me laugh on a Wednesday night when I'm tired. That... That they have joy, that they bring life to me, that, that it's okay to just be in that moment. So the third point is just be grateful because he's a good daddy. He's a good dad. Sometimes we um, allow the situations and circumstances of our life to consume our thoughts and to consume who we are. And so our eyes are so focused on those things that our eyes go off of our father and we can no longer be thankful for the little things and grateful for the, the moments and, and have this gratitude of heart that I have so much joy in my life because I have a good dad. And so I just thank him all the time. We as his children, as his church, have got to get to a place where we're just grateful. The one thing that irritates me with my children the most is when they're ungrateful. This is, but you don't know what she did, but mom, I don't have this, but mom, it's not fair. And did it, this is the worst thing. My kids know it. it's the worst thing because it's just, it's, what does it say to me as a mama? What you're doing is not good enough. And so sometimes I think when I bring all my complaints to the Lord and I'm, and I'm, I'm rat, ratting off my mouth like that. What am I speaking to my daddy? You're not enough. You're not good enough. What you've already done for me is not enough for me. And I think that's what Martha was doing. It wasn't that she was doing the wrong thing by sitting in the kitchen necessarily. She wasn't choosing the better thing. But I think what irritated Jesus the most was her attitude about it. What if she was grateful and being the one that served. 
What if she was okay being the one that had to sit in the kitchen? What if she was okay that this is Jesus, the Messiah, the one who heals, the one who's the son of God sitting in her house? What if she was okay with cooking him a meal? Maybe Jesus wouldn't have rebuked her and said, Mary's choosing the better portion. Where's our heart? I think gratefulness is what sets us up for everything God wants for us. I think a heart of gratitude is what is the key of unlocking all of the things that he wants for our life. Because if I'm grateful in what he's already given me, he knows he can give me more and I'll steward it. Can we pray? Father, I thank you for, um, I thank you for just your people this morning. I thank you for the revelation of what happens when we just allow you to wrap your loving arms around us. When we can just be in your presence and abide in your love, God. I'm praying right now all over this room, God, your loving arms would wrap around your babies right now. And as your arms wrap around us, you are loving all of the stuff away. You are loving all of the stuff away, God. You're melting our hearts. You're washing away anger and hurt, brokenness and pride. You're washing away all of the things in our heart as you're loving us, God. I thank you for your promise that as we abide in you, we will have such joy and such thankfulness for all of the little things and all of the big things and all of the things to come. We love you, Jesus. Can we just lift our hands for just a moment? I just really feel like this might be just really speaking to some people in this moment. You don't have to do anything for him to love you. You don't have to be anybody else for him to love you. You don't have to work for him to love you. He already loves you. He already wants to be with you. You're already a son and a daughter. Just let him wrap his arms around you. Just let him love you in this moment. Let him love you. Thank you, Jesus. I thank you for moments in your presence where my heart is changed forever. I thank you for moments in your presence where you just capture my heart again, God. Capture my heart again.
for you, God, for your love for us, for your undying, unconditional, unending love for your people, God. We just, we take this moment, we take this time to reevaluate our heart and say, God, have I let you love me enough? Have I been trying too hard to please you? Have I neglected the one thing that is priority. So we we thank you, we praise you, we give you all the glory. You're worth it all. You're worth it all. In Jesus' name. 